0: Hey, Pastor Jurgen here. Happy Easter. I am so thrilled that you came, made the effort to join us for one of our amazing Easter services. I know that you've probably had a blast already. The worship, the team, the welcome. I hope that you feel absolutely loved, honored and blessed. I know that your kids are going to be having an absolute like terrific time. The Easter bunny's going to be there. There's an Easter egg hunt. They're going to be coming back. Wired with candy. I know it's going to be really, really good. Today, I just want to talk a few minutes about Easter. You know, when I grew up, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. My dad was an atheist from East Germany. And so there was no religion. We never went to church, and I knew nothing. All I knew was that those Christian people were a little bit crazy, un poquito loco, if I was honest with you, because they were talking about Good Friday. And I'm like, oh, wow, Good Friday. Like, is it like Christmas where everyone gets presents? Like, what was good about Good Friday? And then I would see these images of Jesus Christ, like, beaten, bruised, bloodied and battered, carrying a cross and then being nailed to the cross. And they call that Good Friday. So I'm like, man, I am staying away from those Christian folks, those people are weird if you think that's good. And, you know, then I began to hear and I remember one, one time my parents were out around Easter and they were away and I was like 10 and I, I was watching a, a TV movie and it was the, the greatest story ever told. And it was about Jesus. And I had no idea that he got up out of the grave on the Sunday. He resurrected on the Sunday. I'm like, well, why don't you just make it good Sunday, bad Friday, but then as I got saved and I, I met Christ on a beach when I was 18 years of age, I, was, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I thought maybe maybe I want to be a pro surfer. So I started going in these pro-ams you know, to kind of get points and uh, get a sponsorship deal. And, and I went into this Jesus pro-am and it absolutely wrecked my life. It changed everything. And when I say wrecked, it wrecked it in an awesome way. And I discovered then why they call Friday where Jesus is crucified, beaten, hung on a cross and dies on that cross. Why they call that Good Friday. So let me read some scriptures to you. These are from the Holy Bible. And these are things that you can take away and read for yourself. And today at the end of this message, our team, our pastors are gonna give you an opportunity. If you wanna respond, we're gonna give you a Bible. We're gonna give you a following Jesus book. Take it away and read it for yourself. It is unbelievably life changing. So, the first one is in the book of Isaiah, which is in the Old Testament 53. And it goes like this It says, Who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him like a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form of comeliness that we may desire him. He was despised and he was rejected by men. And then it says that he was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded, watch this, he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity and the chastisement for our peace was upon Him, and by His stripes we were healed. And it goes on, it says, "For we were all like sheep, we'd gone astray, turned away. It's an incredibly powerful passage of Scripture. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says that when Jesus was hanging on the cross, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, darkness came on the land from the 6th hour to the ninth hour, from 12 noon to 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Now there was no solar eclipse on that day, and yet everything went dark. Light was eclipsed by darkness. Why was that? Because the Bible says that from the sixth hour to the ninth hour, God was putting the sins of humanity upon Christ on the cross. When Jesus was on the cross, he was absorbing all of the sin. The title of my message today, and this is the picture I want you to paint when you see Jesus on the cross. is the picture I want you to, to take home with you is that Jesus was the absorber. And the Bible says that God made him who knew no sin, he was without sin, he was righteous, he was perfect before God. God made him who knew no sin to become sin so that an exchange might be made so that you and I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Not the righteousness of a rabbi or not the righteousness of a priest or the righteousness of a good man or a king or a nobleman but the righteousness of God, like as perfect and as pure and as holy as God because of Christ Jesus. I want you to know He made an exchange on that cross. In John three fourteen, Jesus said, Just as Moses lifted up the serpent on a pole in the wilderness, and everyone who was bitten by these, these poisonous snakes and had the, the venom in their body killing them, all they had to do was look at this, this serpent on a pole a bronze serpent on a pole, and as they looked at it, it nullified the hemotoxins in them. It changed their condition so that they were not dying, but they lived. And then the Bible says in John 3, 36, is very, very powerful, it says, to those who believed in Christ, to them He gave the authority, He gave them the power to be sons of God. But those who reject Christ the wrath or the judgment of God still abides upon them. I want to talk to you just for a few moments right now about what Jesus did and why Good Friday was Good Friday. Jesus on that cross, the reason it was good. Now listen, the place where he was hanging on that cross is a place called Moriah, Moriah in Hebrew. And Moriah literally means the bitterness of God or the bitterness to God. It, it, it was it was for our benefit, but it was to God's lament and pain that God had to hang on a cross and die. That's where he died. But uh, Jesus hung on that cross to absorb some things. Now, recently we had some massive storms hit Texas, and I've got friends that live in Dallas, and they were telling me like the, the, the cold came and froze the pipes, and then when they unfroze, they, they burst and they snapped, and many people had to move out of their homes because Water was everywhere. And I remember a few years ago, we had a burst pipe in in our home. I got up early in the morning to go downstairs and I looked and I thought, why is our ceiling all bowed? And it was water. Well, we had to move out of our house because there was so much water damage that all of the the floorboards and all of the the drywall had absorbed the, the water and it all had to be replaced because if we lived in there, there was a danger we could get sick from mold and mildew setting in. Whenever there's a spill, whenever there's a mess, quite often we need something to absorb it. Like when I've got four kids and each of them have had their wonderful moments knocking a drink at the dinner table or spilling the milk and, you know, you got to get your paper towels and absorb it all. Well, the Bible says that the reason Jesus came was because of the fall of man. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, it, it created a mess and that mess went all the way through creation. And so when God looked down at the mess, He didn't rub our faces in the mess. Instead, He came down into our mess and I want you to know He is the absorber. He is the absorber. So when you see Christ hanging on the cross, I need you to understand the Bible says that He bore our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. So let me just tell you what happened on the cross and this is what I experienced in my life and this is what, We preach every Sunday in church and why church, the people sitting around about you, have had a life transformation moment in their life because they've experienced what the absorber does. The first thing that Jesus absorbed was our judgment, our judgment. See, heaven is a perfect place. And if imperfection was to enter perfection, it would defile, it would pollute and contaminate, it would no longer be perfect. So then we say, well, then how do we get into heaven? By ourselves, we can't. So Jesus comes and he dies on a cross, said all the judgment that was against us. The Bible says he even took all the handwriting, all the laws, all the disqualifications of your life and my life, all my sins, and Jesus absorbed the judgment. See, when they announced to Pontius Pilate that Jesus was dead, Pilate, the Bible says, marveled that, wow, Jesus was dead already. He's a pretty fit guy. He was a carpenter. You know, back then they didn't have electric saws. He had to cut the wood by hand. They didn't didn't have a transportation system. They didn't have trucks and vans. He had to carry the tables. He had to carry the the shelves. He had to carry the cabinets that he built to different homes. He was incredibly fit. He was incredibly strong. And yet he died. He was hung between two criminals and he died before them because it wasn't the crucifixion so much that killed him, but it was the judgment of God. Now, listen to me. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. When the devil tricked man into reaching out and eating from the tree of death, God said of all the trees you can eat, there's a tree of life and there's all kinds of trees, but that tree, don't eat of that tree. The day that you eat off that tree, it'll kill you. Well, guess what Adam and Eve do? They, curiosity kills the cat. Well, curiosity killed Adam and Eve. It got the better of them. They thought, wow, it doesn't. It doesn't look deadly. In fact, it looks delicious, and it looks like it could make me smart and make me wise. And the devil tricked them. Well, when they bit that, death came. Death came into them, and so all of us have a death sentence over our life. We have death in our bodies. We have sin. We are born into sin. We are born away from God. So Jesus came to absorb that. And so from the sixth hour to the ninth hour, what God was doing, He was extracting our condition. He was extracting the poison of death in our members. He was extracting our sin. He was extracting all our wickedness. He was extracting all of that from us And he was placing it upon Christ. The wages of sin is death. So this is how smart God is. God created time. He created time. And the Bible says in the fullness of time Christ came. So the moment that Adam sinned, the very moment that he sinned, death came. So if you imagine a gun with a bullet in it, you deserve death. A bullet was shot towards Adam, towards mankind. And that bullet, now imagine it's flying through the air in slow motion. And Adam is the recipient. And we're all the descendants of Adam. So if Adam died, we wouldn't be here. So what God does is he creates a thing called time. And then the generations would come where from Adam would come Abraham, from Abraham, Isaac, Isaac, Jacob, from Jacob, Joseph, Judah, from from them Moses would come, the law would come through Moses, all the prophets, and we go all the way up to King David, and then all the way through to Jesus Christ, the son of David. And the Bible says that just as that bullet was ready to penetrate, Jesus steps in and He takes the bullet. He takes the judgment upon Himself. So I want you to know today what I experienced on a beach when I was 18 years of age. I asked Christ to come into my life. I didn't join a religion. I wasn't joining a church or a religious affiliation or denomination. I, 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 I knew that I was a sinner. I knew that I had shame and guilt and I had anger. My father was a violent, uh, abusive alcoholic because his father before him was a violent, abusive alcoholic, and my dad hated his father. Well, at 18 years of age, coming home and seeing my father beat my mother when he was angry, there were moments where even as he beat me and my little brother, I hated my dad. My goal was to beat my dad's head in. And I had all this anger, I had all this malice, I had all this rage on the inside of me. And then I was using and abusing people. I had all this guilt and shame, things that I'd done that I regretted, but there was no relief well, on this beach, when I heard about Jesus Christ and what He did on the cross, I prayed a prayer and I asked Him to come into my, into my heart and into my life. And I've got to tell you what happened. was it, it, it was like something came in like a sponge and it sucked up all of the sin, all of the shame, all of the anger, all of the rage and removed it from me. For the, and it was like, I, like hands were taken away from my eyes and I could see and I was delivered, I was freed, I was awakened. It was the most amazing experience. So I want you to know when Jesus hung on the cross, he came to absorb our mess, he came to absorb God's wrath, God's wrath because God's anger was on sin. So Satan thought, I'm going to put sin in man, therefore God, you got to kill your own kids. But God sends His only begotten Son who absorbed all of our sin, everything that you and I ever did wrong that would cause God's wrath and God's judgment to come upon us. God extracted from us and laid it on Himself on the cross and He absorbed the full judgment of God. That's what killed us. So He absorbed that. Let me tell you what else He absorbed. He absorbed our shame. The Bible says that when, when they beat Jesus, they stripped Him naked nailed him to a cross and it was on the side of the street it was in the public thoroughfare it was in the heaviest traffic because the romans wanted to make examples of people because they wanted to control the population and they didn't have any grace or any room to tolerate crime so this is what they do to criminals so if you're coming here thinking you're going to break into houses or steal stuff well you better be ready to be to be caught and then captured and crucified so Jesus was hung naked on the side of the street on a cross between two thieves so that everybody could pass by. And the Bible says the passers-by mocked him and cursed him and spat at him. It was incredibly shameful, a crown of thorns in his head. But the reason that that happened was because Jesus, who knew no sin, who was innocent, was hung on a place of shame to remove shame. There are so many people who have been abused, there are so many people who have maybe abused and they live with shame. They live tormented. Things they did when they didn't know better, when they were a teenager, when they were young, somebody violated or they violated. They, they watched something. They got caught on something. They and Shame is a wicked thing. Shame is an evil. Shame will drive you insane. It'll rob you of peace. It'll rob you of your mental faculties. And there are so many people on heavy medications and filling our mental institutions because they've never dealt with shame. Jesus hung on the cross in shame to to absorb your shame and my shame. I want you to know that all abuse, all disease, the Bible says He was wounded for our, our transgression, bruised for iniquities, and by His stripes we are healed. Jesus, all sickness, all disease, every cancer, every tumor, Every heart disease, lung disease, Jesus on the cross came. Disease is not God's will. He never intended man to live in dis-ease. He created man and put him in a garden of perfection. The garden of perfection, everything Adam wanted was there at his fingertips. It was a place of ease. You were meant to live in peace. You were meant to live in tranquility. You were meant to live in a in a harmony, in a synergy with nature, with life, with wildlife, with the plants, with the animals, with the oceans. You were created to have life and life everlasting. That's what you were created to have. But when sin came, dis-ease came in. With disease came cancers and tumors and asthma and all kinds of things. But Jesus on the cross absorbed all of that so that in Christ you can be free. And every week we see people set free from all kinds of cancers, all kinds of diseases, all kinds of iniquities. So Jesus died for your transgression. He died for your sin. He absorbed them. He is the absorber. But, but He didn't just absorb and then leave it at that. He absorbed, but He released. He absorbed our sin, but He released righteousness to you. He absorbed judgment, but He released to you right standing with God. There's a word all the way through the Bible called justified. The Bible says that we've been justified in Christ. And probably the easiest way to remember justified is justified never sinned. Justified never messed up. Justified lived in perfection. Justified Jesus on the cross made an exchange. The cross is a place of exchange and transaction. It was the place that God chose that on that cross, I'm gonna fix everything, all that the devil did, all the mess of mankind, everything, I'm gonna fix it through the cross. Today, we have people screaming at oppressors and screaming at you know this race and screaming at these people and screaming at this person's skin color and screaming at, and they want judgment. Friend, let me tell you, Jesus died for the abuser and the abused. He died for the oppressor and the oppressed because what Jesus does is he changes the nature. All of us have sin. That sin is a toxin. It's like a hematoxin. It's like a poison on the inside of us. It makes us do bad things. It makes us hurt people. It makes us nasty. It makes us hate. It makes us racist. It makes us prone to injustice. But Jesus on the cross took all of that and He nullifies our nature. He absorbed our wickedness and gave us. He, He releases to us forgiveness, holiness, righteousness. He cleanses us from all iniquity so that we can live free. Today, can I encourage you, it's Good Friday Because on that Friday, God was so good, he absorbed our sin and gave you and I his perfection and his righteousness. And guess what? It is a free gift. All you got to do today is say, hey, I want that. I need forgiveness. I need cleansing. My heart is full of anger. I'm angered towards those who have hurt me, to those who have abused me. Or maybe you're the abuser. Maybe you're the person who's hurt people. You're like, man, I live with shame, guilt, and regret. Is there any relief for me? I want you to know Jesus Christ is the answer. Riots in the street are not the answer. Burning down, but not the answer. The answer is Jesus Christ. He transforms hearts. He he completely dilutes and disseminates all the toxins and the poisons. He brings healing. He brings forgiveness. He brings restoration with God. He will heal your heart. He will heal your life. It's what He does. I'm gonna pray for you and then in a moment, The pastors are going to come up and they're going to give you an opportunity to respond. And I want to encourage you, don't leave the same way you walked in. It's Easter. Easter Sunday, Christ got up out of the grave. It's resurrection. It's new life. You know what that means? That means you can have new life today. You can have a resurrection experience today. You can experience the power of God bringing you back from the dead, back from addiction, back from hopelessness back from anxiety, back from depression, back from loss, back from fear, back from shame, back from... Today, all of that is yours. That's the power of our message. Father, I thank you for these beautiful people. Lord, as the pastor has come up now... Lord, I pray that you move right across this congregation, every person listening, that they know that there's hope, that they can have a brand new start, that their sins can be forgiven, washed away, cleansed like they'd never, justified, never sinned, that they today can have their guilt, their shame, condemnation, regrets, remorse all washed away, that they could have a brand new start. Lord, I pray all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I love you. Come on, campus pastors, take it away. God bless you. We'll see you again. God bless.